friends. We're offering this special episode of Queer Roots and Black Spirituality for the Juneteenth holiday, celebrating the day uh, known as Jubilee Day, Liberation Day, Emancipation Day. It's a celebration of the end of slavery in the United States and the freedom that has been afforded to all of us, but specifically people of color within this country. And so um, I actually had this really cool opportunity earlier this year to speak with an incredible human named Zaire Kelly. And that's the interview that you're about to hear right now. So uh, just uh, sit back and enjoy this special episode of Queer Roots and Black Spirituality in honor of Juneteenth. Right, I am here with Zaire Kelly. Zaire, just to give us a little bit about who you are, your pronouns, uh, how you identify, what you're doing at this moment. All right, well, my name is Zaire again. Um, my pronouns are they and them. I identify as gay. And what I'm currently doing is I am in film school and I work at an LGBT organization called Jasmine. Fantastic. Um, you know, this series of podcast is listening to the stories of queer folk and uh, the intersection um, with faith. And I'm, I'm wondering if you could maybe just describe to us when I, when I'm talking about faith, how do you define that for yourself? And do you happen to have like a significant faith affirming experience for you that you might want to share with us? So when you talk about faith, faith to me is believing in a higher power. And I feel like we all believe in something different. You know, nobody believes it's um, better than anybody else's. For me, my favorite firm experience was um, just believing that I have the right to believe what I believe. Like, I'm very spiritual, and I believe that all religions coexist together. So with that, I, you know... Just felt comfortable, like knowing that whatever I believe in is my belief. Because you know, growing up in a southern household, you go to church every Sunday and you gonna worship God. Mm-hmm. If you ain't worshiping God, then you know you the devil. Mm-hmm. So, growing up, I had to teach myself to get out of that because just because I don't necessarily believe in one God doesn't mean my faith is different from anybody else's. Yeah. Can can you talk a little bit about how you grew up, like your faith experience growing up? So my faith experience growing up was like you in church every Sunday, you in church from crack of dawn to the last service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basically learning about what, who God is and, you know, the miracle works he's done, things like that. But with that, also been taught that if you're not one way, or you don't believe in one thing that you're going to be hell bound. Mm. So growing up, I couldn't be, you know, gay because if I was gay, then I was going to hell. I couldn't wear certain things because if I wore it, then I was going to hell. Or even listen to a certain kind of music because everything I was I was into was damned. Plus mm. many words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, do you recall the the type of I'm, I'm guessing it's a church. Was it a Christian church? Mm-hmm. It was a Christian can, church. Can you recall the denomination? Um, I went to Baptist and Presbyterian mm. and AME. Okay. Okay. 
Yeah, I grew up in a Baptist church in uh, downtown Jacksonville, actually. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, Tabernacle Baptist Institutional Church. <laughs> 903 East Union Street. Yes, That's, uh, 903 East Union. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I definitely hear and resonate sort of this one, just the rhythm of you start as early as you can get there and, um, you know, you're kind of like pulling your parents to like, let's yeah. go home. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but also the, what often felt like limiting narratives about what it meant to be a Christian, what it meant to be a person of faith, and, especially, go ahead. And with that, you know, I tell everybody, there's nothing wrong with being a Christian, mm-hmm. but do not, do not base your beliefs on what other people tell you you have to believe in, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. You know, follow your own heart. Because once you, if you're not living in what you believe in, then you're not living for real. Right. No, I mean. I feel like in a lot of, you know, African-American households, that's what tends to happen. If you don't um, believe in, you know, God, then you're not going, you're not going to heaven, essentially. And that's not always, that's not true. Right. Um, And I'm curious, now at this point, I've heard you say, several sort of pieces to where you are now in your faith journey. Is there a specific label um, or category you would place yourself in in regard to your faith at the moment? My faith journey is I'm very spiritual. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe all religions um, exist. You know, we all believe in something. We all believe in a higher higher power. Mm -hmm. So my beliefs are no better or no worse than yours versus your beliefs are no better and no worse than mine. Yeah. We all believe in something that helps us get through the day. It just yeah. happens a little different. Yeah, definitely. Do you happen to have like a spiritual practice or a way of sort of engaging that spirituality? Um, finally, I, I pray. Mm-hmm. And um, I just pray um, common spirits over me. Um, I always meditate as well. I meditate from what has happened, what is happening, and what I want to have. More like um, manifestation. Yeah, yeah. So um, I always keep, try to keep a clear mind, open mind to different things. And I always take my past and present and how I want that to shape my future. Yeah. Do you, do you have any mentors in, in those spiritual areas at all? Or is it more I self-guided? Don't. I don't honestly. I'm self guided. Yeah. How that? I mean, is that how you would like it, or are you wanting? I think for me, is a good place because trying to explain to somebody what you believe in is extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Because again, we we all. Well, sometimes falling out one mindset that you, if you don't believe in this, you believe in this. If you don't believe in that, you believe in this. So for me, I'm self-guided because I know I, I know my relationship with my higher power. Mm-hmm. So me trying to, you know, explain it to somebody else is kind of like a mind puzzle. You yeah. know, you're trying to solve this when you think you got this and you try to figure out that, you know, it's just a lot. Yeah. And, and it's your path. So yeah. trying to explain your path is trying to explain you, which we are all very... Um, all our paths are different. 
Yeah, we are complex. We have many but different... I believe things. all our paths lead to one place. Yeah, I hear that. Wow, thank it's you. Like our journey, it's like our journey in life. We yeah. all have different journeys, but we all essentially have one goal, is to survive, is to thrive, is to, you know, be the best we can. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for this. Um, so I want to ask you more now about your identity and the, the ways that you express, talk about who you are, how you arrive in the world. And that, you know, use as many categories and labels as you would like. But I'd love also to hear if you have a, a moment and a significant experience that was identity affirming for you. So the way I kind of live my life, I'm very free spirit. Mm-hmm. Like I love people. I love helping people. For my identity, you know, I said before, I identify as gay. But it's weird because sometimes I'm like, am I really gay? Like, look around. I like men's. Mm-hmm. But it's not like really how I want to identify myself. Like, I kind of see myself just identify as somebody who loves people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why do they have to be a label of how I love? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's so interesting, like the way I it is it's me sound crazy, but the way I think of it, it's like why does everything have to be labeled? Yeah. You know? yeah. Why do we all have to be in a box? And one of the a significant identity affirmation experiences was I um I was 28 years old and I had not came out to my mom. Mm. I granted my mom has quote quote known all my life. Mm-hmm. And um, one day, I was just like, yo, I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. Get out of the way. So I was calling mom. I was like, mom, I got something to tell you. She said, what's up? I said, I'm gay. She said, oh, okay. I was like, hair flip. Um, what? <laughs> you said, okay. She said, I already know. She said, what made you tell me? And I explained to her, you know, we live in this world where you're old school, so not all, a lot of old school parents, you know, understand that. Yeah. So, you know, if, if they're, a lot of old school parents, they feel like their their child is part of the LGBT community, then they're AKA, they feel like they AKA fail as a parent. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want my mom to feel that way. So that's yeah. why I felt like I held it out for so long because, you know, I've done pretty well for myself. So I didn't want her to feel like just because I like the same gender, then she did something wrong because that's not the case. Yeah. That's beautiful that you you felt that moment, had that moment with your mom. Um, mm-hmm. I imagine it was a gift um, for you. So I'm, I'm wondering um, if you could speak to sort of the intersections of all that you are and all that you've experienced and I'm specifically interested, obviously, in sort of how these uh, these different spaces for you intersect with your faith. But in general, like, how have you been uh, sort of, uh, you know, heartened? How has how has your vitality increased as you have claimed these different parts of your life um, as as one as whole? So, for me, it's a simple answer acceptance hmm. and that always not always mean acceptance from other people but i have to accept myself 
as of me for who I am. Mm-hmm. Because if I can't sell me, then I can't expect you to sell me. So for me, I had to work on what do I truly believe in and what do I truly see myself. And once I kind of like what those two things, I let them collide. So I now I understand like this is what I believe. I believe there's a high power that is leading my life. And I know my goals, if I do right in my life, then greatness will happen versus I'm a gay man. So I don't have no fear of there's any quote unquote repercussions for being part of the LGBT community because everybody are able to live their life. So I kind of like intertwine my life. I kind of start worrying about how other people see me and how I see myself. Yeah. Has that been sort of a quick work or has that been... That has has been a lifelong thing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Lifelong. Because for me, it's like, we not a lot of us don't wake up one morning and say, I'm going to change my life. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think the process for me started when I got serious about it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I will always be like, you know what? This is what I believe in, and that's that. And I let other people influence me. So if smart said, well, that's not real belief, then I'm like, maybe you're right. But when I start taking myself serious, I say, what do I truly believe in? Mm-hmm. How do I truly see myself? What do I see in myself? Yeah. Then I took all of that and I started working on myself. So when other people say, that's not how you live your life, I say, well, that's not how you live your life, but it's how I live my life. Yeah. So yeah. we agree to disagree or we don't have to agree at all. But at the end of the day, I have to live my life the way I want to because as, at the end of the day, that's going to help me be happy and me help, and help me accept myself yeah. versus me trying to make you proud give you all my energy, but I'm left empty. And that's not fair to me. Wow. Do you have any practices or exercises or mantras that sort of bring you back to that place? Um, um, I got to. Um, I'm amazing. Like, and that may sound really conceited, but you guys, anybody, I would be like, yo, guess what? And I was like, what? I was like, you're amazing. And I brace a person, you know, day up because this hearing, you know, those two words can just, they can be going through anything. And just hearing that you're amazing will kind of just like, you know what? I am amazing. And my second one is greatness is what I make it. Mm. And when with that is I, I, I choose my own greatness. Yeah. Yeah. If it's the smallest thing as getting out of my bed and putting on something nice, that's greatness because I made that term. Or going to work and giving it 120%. That's greatness. So my greatness is what I make it. That's real. Wow. I appreciate uh, you sharing that. So I'm wondering, because with all of life, there's there's good and there's you know, victory, overcoming, and then there's the... Yeah. The not great. There is even the painful. And I'm wondering if you could, if you were willing to sort of speak to sort of the the pain points of these intersections of who you are. Um I have a I really have one. When I was 22 years old, my world kind of turned upside down. Um 
I wasn't where I wanted to be. I was kind of like struggling. So I remember telling somebody, you know, that I'm not Christian. And automatically they were like, you know, this is this. And they was like, well, where's your little girlfriend? I said, well, you know, I'm gay at the same time. They said, that explains a lot. So you're not Christian and you're gay. You're, you're hell bound, you know, first flight straight down. And so listening to that, it kind of bothered me because, you know, I always strive to be that person, to be a good, you know, be a positive person. But at the time, I didn't 100% know myself either. So I was easily influenced. You know, you could have said, you know, the sky was pink. I was like, you know what? You may be right. I see a, I see a touch of touch of pink out there now, you know. <laughs> I had to kind of, you know, stop listening to other people. And it was hard. Oh my gosh, it was so hard. Because I've always lived, I used to live my life through other people, like listening to, like taking advice from people. Mm-hmm. If you said that what I was doing is wrong, that I used to stop it and I wasn't living for myself. So at the end of the day, I was making everybody else happy, but I wasn't happy. So, how can I be happy don't making everybody else happy? What steps did you take to move on from that place? First, I had to figure out what makes me happy. Once I started un- learning that, understanding that, then I had to realize, why am I making everybody else happy? Then I had to deal with that. Then finally, I was like, can I make other people happy while make put my happiness first? Then I will figure that out. And little by little, I start reworking my mindset. So, like I was saying earlier, when people say, you know, that's not right, this and this, well, that may be the way you may not think of it, but this is how I think of it. And again, we can agree or disagree, we don't have to agree at all. Yeah. But I have what I believe you believe what you believe. We still call it. We still coexist together. We always don't have to agree on everything, but we still can coexist. Do you feel like your journey is similar to other gay men coming through? Um, you know, growing up in church and you know having, as you said, like you know, an old school mom. Um, do you feel like your journey is similar to theirs, or do you feel like the there's something significantly different or uniquely different about your journey. 50-50. I felt for a lot of um, gay men who happen to be Black, who happen to be African-American, I feel like we all go through the, we went to church, was there from sunrise to sundown. We was taught, you get, you grow up, you get married, you have kids, you have a successful career, and that's the blueprint. That's why I feel like my journey is the same. I think my journey is different at the same time because, you know, I honed into who I am. And, you know, nobody can't live my life. No, nobody can have my experiences. We can have like experiences, but nobody would never have my experiences. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you miss about the church you grew up in or the practice that you grew up with? I would say... The only thing I miss about 
the church I grew up in, was the, some of the people. Mm. I think, you know, to that I talked to my to to the pastor, you know, even though he's a little confused about where my where my life is right now, which is okay, because again, that's not his journey to understand. I just miss the people. That's mostly it. And some people I still keep in contact with, and, you know, unfortunately, some people I don't. But, you know, they, everybody see I'm a lot happier and I'm doing me. Yeah. What does, and feel free to say that doesn't, you know, compute or this, that, that doesn't really sort of integrate into my, my way of thinking, but what is spiritual transcendence for you? Ooh, I like that. <laughs> so spiritual transcendence um, is basically find my higher calling. Like, I have this belief, and I know it may sound really crazy, but I believe we're all on earth for a purpose. And once we, f- once we fulfill that purpose, we go on to our next. I kind of believe in reincarnation. And, that, and a lot of people think that's crazy because they're like, you can't, you can't live most of the time. I believe that we have lived life many times. We have lived different lives. And the life that we're in now is just one of those lives. Now, what people think I'm crazy for saying that, Probably will <laughs> like my you know ancestors roll over like gonna haunt me tonight, roll over their grave after they hear me say that. Of course. Or they might be like, you don't know the half of it. <laughs> that part. That part. Yeah. But I believe yeah. we I believe I slightly believe in reincarnation. I believe that we are put on earth for a goal. And once that goal is met, that purpose is done, we we kind of transition to our next life. Yeah. So, actually, would love to know a little bit about what you do at Jasmine. So, I'm part of the housing team. So, I help young people find housing. I help young people um, work on their resumes, help find jobs, help them become the young person of tomorrow. Mm. You know, we have an amazing food pantry. So, if we have young people who need food, we give them, you know, some food to help feed them for a little bit. Um, my, my goal, cause I hate to say it as a job, cause I love, I love what I do. My goal yeah. is to help all young people become self-sufficient. So basically helping them get to where they want to be. Yeah. Helping yeah. them, you know, get to the path of their own life. Cool. I'm just here to, I like them, I let them do the work. I'm just here to assist. Does your spirituality help you in your job? Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, how do you how do you see sort of your your spirituality because intersecting there? I see like a lot of young people that we have. I see myself in them. I see where they are and where I was, and I kind of sometimes can see like you know, someone can be a little hard on themselves. So with my spiritual, I just believe you know you're here to help them. So what are you gonna do? Wow. What and path? How are you gonna help them get back on their path? What are you going to do? You know, I feel like, you know, a lot of our young people, their path is like a hike. And every so often in a hike, you see these signs that says, you have walked X amount of miles. There's X amount of miles to the top. So my goal is to put signs in their path that kind of keep them on the right path. Wow. 
sort of like a big sibling maybe or yes yeah yes way cool and you're you're majoring in um digital cinematography okay so what's the hope or the dream with that so i started my own production company called gemini vibes production okay and what my production company is is a way for young people or people in general to help get their dreams, their dreams realized. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to be doing is um, any person who has an idea, I'm going to help them bring it to life. So it may be a music video. It may be a short film. It may be a movie or web series. I want to help them bring their, their visions to life. Mm. So where's Zaire going? Like what's what's coming on the horizon for Zaire? So for Zai, aka Zaire, where I'm going is I'm gonna keep going with the greatness. Like what I would like to go is when I finish school, you know, and get more work in my production company. There are a lot of people who I'm gonna work for. I have this amazing project that I'm working on that I'm gonna pitch to um the creator of Insecure is um it's like a it's like a continuation of Insecure mm-hmm. because as we all know the sad news has come that the next season of Insecure is gonna be the last season. Which is so I'm not even cool. Part. Like it's so not cool. But I have an idea to kind of, you know, have a continuation. Instead cool. of taking the eyes off of to take the eyes off of one person and kind of put it on a different person, their perspective in life. Mm. So, are, are you going to do Issa Rae's uh, film school or, or directing school? Is that what she's? So I may do it just for extra, a little extra something. Because mm-hmm. school I'm, now I'm learning how to be a director, producer. Yeah. I shoot my short film next month. It's called Conversation with the Stranger. And it's based on a conversation that this guy wanted to have with his father because his father wasn't there. And that project is, you know, special to me because that's something that a lot of, you know, African-American men, young men go through. And what if they were had opportunity to have that conversation, you know? But what if in that conversation, the person that they thought wasn't there was really there, mm. but, just, but they just wasn't in their life. Right, right, right. Because wow. you could be there for somebody, but not be there, if that makes sense. No, I mean, you you can show up, but anything that we do for others must be received. Yes. And if they don't receive it, there's a disconnect, no mm-hmm. matter how great our intentions might be. Mm-hmm. Um, Zaire, I, I really appreciate you being so willing to share I just have one more question for you. Um, mm-hmm. you know, let's say that there's a a young closeted queer student, mm-hmm. um, person of color, grew up like you grew up in a church with uh, limited narratives around who you can be. Um, what would you say to them? When it's time is right, your truth will shine. Because just because 
you're not able to shine right then doesn't mean you're not meant to shine. You know, it's going to be hard in the beginning, but you have to take that beginning and hold on to it because when you get older, you're going to appreciate it because you, you know where you've came from and you know where you're going. So take it all in and hold it. And when it's your time to shine, you will shine. Thayer, thank you so much for this so rich welcome. conversation. I really appreciate it. You're so welcome. Oh, I'm getting emotional. I hope you enjoyed this special Juneteenth episode of Queer Roots and Black Spirituality. Special thanks to all of those who made this episode possible, including my friend Zaire Kelly. We'll have new episodes in this series coming to you later on this year. In the meantime, check out Studio Wesley for more curated content for college-age young adults who are on their journey of faith. Be well and happy Juneteenth.